Um, let's start today's episode by talking about the Shang-Chi trailer that came out. Oh, yeah. Uh, you got to explain it to me because I watched it very early this morning and I have not watched it since. So you're going to have to break it down. Just well, give me the gist. If you, if you weren't excited for it, you should be now. Um, it told most mostly the same story that the first trailer told. It it, it revealed some aspects of the story, which will be about um, Shang-Chi being played by Simu Liu. He is the uh, son or maybe the adopted child of... Um, the Mandarin, the actual the, Mandarin. The not, real, yeah, the real one. Yeah, not the fake one, who wields the Ten Rings, which are a mystical weapon and probably means he's been living for like centuries because I think we see parts of him in ancient uh, China. Um, so yeah, he, he, he is the son of this man who is in, basically in control of just crime, probably. Um, like the Yakuza, but not the Yakuza. Uh, see, uh, uh, Shang-Chi doesn't want to be part of that, so I, or I guess he's been given his freedom. I think it's 10 years he's been given to be free and live his life. So he's living in a place that looks like San Francisco. I don't know exactly where. I think it's San Francisco. Because um, it's got the, the, the steep hills. Um, and he's a he's a, a valet for a for a hotel, and he's working with uh, Aquafina, his friend. And essentially, his time has come to come back and be the heir of the the Ten Rings. And it seems like the story is going to focus on him having to um, enter a tournament, which will decide either the heir of the Ten Rings or the winner gets to fight the mandarin to to basically try and win the ten rings um but yes we got some 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 lovely revelations of who's going to appear in this fighting tournament and um, which some people think is going to be in magipur because of its like colorful background and um if this film's about if it's about dragons it could be in magipur but yes, um, at the end of the trailer, we got the revelation that Abomination is going to be in this film and potentially Wong from Doctor Strange, but that was less clear. But yes, okay. Abomination. Abomination com- being back. Comic accurate with the ears. Yeah, he had the flappy ears. That was really exciting to see. Um, mm. I, I'm assuming he'll get completely fucked up. I, I, do you think he's like, I'll be like a mid-tier boss and he'll just sort of get fucked by whoever he's up against i'm not sure i think i i don't think he'll be beaten by wong Mm -hmm. i think i think they'll want to keep abomination in longer um just to have that like danger in the tournament but yeah it's very interesting because it sort of shows that potentially Wong, if it is Wong, is there to to sort of to to get the Ten Rings, and because because all the sorcerers they sort of like to protect dangerous mystical weapons. But Abomination, last time we last last we knew of him, he was in the raft under yeah. the the capture of General Thunderbolt Ross. So why is he there? Who who's he fighting for? Who's he trying to get the rings for? Maybe he's fighting for thunderbolt you know maybe he's that maybe he Possibly. maybe maybe ross wants that and he's putting together a team and we're finally gonna do it we're finally gonna get them we're gonna get the thunderbolts and it's gonna be what? fucking brilliant that would be a surprising <laughs> film to like reveal the thunderbolts finally yeah <laughs> i well, I, I think if anything it's gonna set up she hulk because tim roth's confirmed for she hulk i think oh definitely yes yeah. yeah i think even in a post-credit scene where like he seems to turn back into Tim Roth or something like that. I don't even know how Abomination works in terms mm. of him becoming who, whoever, and whatever. So, because I'm not, I'm not a nerd. I believe, I believe, <laughs> from what I know, I, I think this might be based on the animated series. He can do it at will. All right. I think that was it. And then he sort of they like. They didn't imply off, that in Hulk, though. They did not imply that he no. could do that in Hulk. So, but in Hulk, he just sort of 
becomes abomination and that's the last we see we'd never see him as yeah. emil blonsky again but yeah it's exciting it's fun we saw a dragon kind of who's it gonna be not a thing fang film no apparently not a thing fang film according Which is upsetting. to but yes. one day get my boy fang fan film in these bloody movies triple f he's gonna do it do it <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to Five Five Guys and the Giant. It's because I went to think the I went to the thing today, and they have it's a the Five porn Guys. Body. Five. Is that like? It's a gay porn. Body. I don't. I don't even want to. Th- no, I don't want to. <laughs> um, welcome to F- Four Eyes and the Giant. My name is Jordy Steele, and I'm six foot five. And this is Cameron Howe. Hi. And he wears glasses. I have glasses. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing? Smart name. I am okay. I'm feeling great. I'm excited. I'm feeling pumped off this week. Had a good week of cinema. I've seen movies and shit like that. Um, not a lot else happening in my life, though. We're just kind of coasting by because yeah. life has no meaning anymore. So. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron. In recent news, um, it was it was it was it was discussed by the creator of, or was it Kaylee Cuoco? Somebody it was one of the writers. One of the writers of of Harley, the Harley Quinn animated series, which I haven't seen any of, but it's supposedly really good. It's really good. It's really good. I've seen it, one and a half seasons. It's really good. Oh, one and a half seasons. Yeah, I've not watched all of season two yet. Oh right, right, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, because it's about to head into his third season. But recently in an interview, one of the writers discussed that, um, or revealed that the DC or Warner Brothers executives, those bastards, didn't want <laughs> a scene in the show in which Batman performs cunnilingus on Catwoman. Be- <laughs> because Batman doesn't do that. Um. Batman categorically does not fuck. Basically, is what we're trying to say. He doesn't. Well, well, he Here, fucks. No. Heroes don't do that. That's what it he's was. Just he's a selfish lover. <laughs> he's a very bad lover. Um, but yeah, that is what a strange thing to be to be a big news piece. Um, it it went everywhere. It went. It went everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. And I don't think Warner Brothers has issued a statement about this because we there's a parody statement out there i don't know if you've seen the parody statement that was that was i've seen the parody (laughs) but we we need an official thing because Mm -hmm. that's a bit mad if i mean when would he have the time but like he must have the amount bruce wayne at least maybe not batman but bruce Wayne. bruce bruce wayne has to have you know what i mean he's a player unless he is just but Unless he is just Patrick Bateman. Unless it is just Christian Bale and he is just Patrick Bateman. And he just looks at himself in the mirror while he does it. Mm-hmm. You know? That must be it. Possibly. That's why they got Christian Bale to blame. Yeah. He brings a bit of Bateman to the role in the fact that he is a selfish lover. And doesn't, doesn't love Catwoman the way he should. And I am, for one, very annoyed by this revelation. But who yeah. would? That's the question. That is who, the question. Who in who in DC Comics would? <laughs> who in in the entirety of fiction would okay. be? Who is the best lover? Um, <laughs> we'll 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 keep to say humanoid characters just okay. to prevent traveling to strange areas of conversation. Um, okay. But yeah, because this, this isn't this is strange enough. Like this is this is yeah. this is the level of strangeness we want to hit. Batman, selfish lover, doesn't perform cunnilingus. Ew. Superman. I feel like Superman would also be a terrible lover because he would just be too careful. Yeah, I think he would be bad at it, but willing to try. Do you know? I think Superman would, because he, I think Superman has the heart. They'd be like, I can't let you not, you know? I like, I need you, I, like, I need to do this for you. I need yeah. to, like, he wants to save the day all the time. I feel like he just the way stays Superman very is, still. Yeah. He has to do it. Just like, I don't think he'd be any good at it, though. Do everything, yeah. Yeah. Probably not. No. 
No. Although he's very strong. And fast. That's the thing. If you talk about Barry Allen as well, like what you think, like you could just tear them apart by accident if he does. Yeah, if, if he gets too, too excited, he's going to... Mm-hmm. Faster, faster. He's going no, to send her vagina <laughs> back in time, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Our parents listen to this. Um, but Your parents listen to this. Mine don't touch this with a 10-foot oh, pole. They don't go near this. <laughs> good for you. Um, moving away from DC, because I guess Wonder Woman would be good. She'd be very demanding, though. Very uh, dominating. Mm-hmm. Some people like some people like them. That's okay. Over to Marvel. Spider Man. Spider Man has had multiple lovers in his life. Multiple lovers. They've stuck around as well. A lot of them, I believe, have they not? So yeah, some you must get be doing married. something right. Yeah, and I, I, as I was watching the Amazing Spider Man films the other week, I, I messaged you saying like, how could you be in a relationship with Spider Man and then go? be with other guys it's a good thing she died in the end um but yeah i feel like i feel like spider-man would be because he's 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 also still nerdy so he's not like take charge so he's he's the awkwardness so he'd be quite 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 undominant in the situation you know i mean he wouldn't be as opposing he is peak physical health i don't think the spider bike it gives him super strength but it doesn't it doesn't make him look aggressively like macho in a way so he still mm. has that sort of like small small boy energy i guess in some situations yeah but he i think he would i think he'd give it his all because i think he and deep down he still thinks he's a massive nerd he doesn't get these situations very often he's gonna go all in i think he's gonna he's gonna give those women the time that they deserve you know like, he's gonna go yeah. all in he's gonna go do all the tasks perform all the actions he's having a great time there yeah, I don't know. I think they would have a good time as well because I think he'd be better than he thought he would be, and therefore, right, thanks to the spider being radioactive, thanks to the spider bite, I feel like he would be much better than he thought he would be. I think that might be a superpower that's untapped. We don't know about. I feel like that's what it is. Yeah, those little uh, the Tobey Maguire one, the little ribs on the yeah. Maybe they're down there. Maybe it's maybe it's sticky down there. You know, <laughs> maybe they just get stuck to him. <laughs> Shooting webs all over the place. Yep. Ayo. I, I do believe he gave uh, Mary Jane cancer once, so. Wow. <laughs> Generous lover, but dangerous lover. <laughs> we all love a bit of danger, don't we? Um, Wolverine. Too aggressive. Far now, too fun, aggressive. Fun fact for you. Okay. In the current state of... of, of uh, X-Men and comic books, Wolverine, Scott Summers, and Jean Grey are all on a wee trio. Polyamorous relationship sort of situation yeah. going on here. That is yeah. impressive. I didn't know that. And and I don't well, I don't I, I don't know. I haven't seen any like 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 on the nose stuff, but um, there, there were theories because um, basically in the comics, all the mutants are on an island called Krakoa. So they have a sort of mutant haven. And then there was like a sort of map outlining of a building which had all the, um, all the different X-Men bedrooms. And they, those three were connected. So I think... Wow. Yeah. Um, in both areas of the relationship, I feel like he would be far too aggressive. I think he's the one doing all the work, possibly. Possibly. You know, I don't. I don't have a reading on Scott Summers. Maybe he's a bit too vain. I think to really. I think he wants to make it all about himself. So I don't think. Yeah. We're, we're putting Scott Summers in there. I don't. I don't know. I would just see him as James Morrison, wasn't he? In in the first the first three. Yeah. Wasn't it? So I th- yeah, I'm looking at him like. A bit vain, a bit too in full of himself to really give Jean the attention she deserves. I think Wolverine there is is, is stepping in, is bringing his A game to that, but maybe being a bit too aggressive while he's there. I don't know. Yeah. Also, what are you thinking? Got the, sh- the claws. 
if he gets yeah. too excited. It could. It's like a, it's like a dog's wagging tail. Sometimes just <laughs> retract and unretract. You never know where they're going to come out. It's just, just too excited. Jordy, why have you talked about this? You're not gonna you're not gonna go all in on the conversation. You got you gotta. You got, um, <laughs> keep it to X. How much of this um, will be usable? <laughs> uh, all of it. We're doing all of it. Happy Pride okay. Month, everyone. Uh, Xavier, <laughs> he can. He knows. He just make you think you've had a good time. Yeah, but he also knows exactly what you want, and he'd know what he's doing right and what he's doing wrong. And then he'd be able to yeah. make you think that he's doing it right. Um, that to uh, that being said, he probably wouldn't be very mobile due to the uh, yeah parably paralysis. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like he could probably still get the job done. You know, I feel like I feel like he'd still be. I'm having a decent time with him. You know, mm. I again. Maybe up his own arse slightly, but possibly, yeah. You know, I'm gonna do. Mm. Um, keep it in Marvel. Here's another bad one. Bruce Wayne, uh, not Bruce Wayne, Bruce Banner. Worst time of your life. What yeah. worst time of your life? The nerd, but not even the good kind of nerd. Like it's just, it's just gonna be. Yeah, he'd be too no frigid. Point. Exactly. He's never I mean, seen a woman before, never seen a man before if he's swinging that way. I don't know what's, what's up with him, but he's, you know, I mean, I don't think, I don't think he's have. I don't think he's have. you're having a good time with him. Even if he did though, wouldn't, it would have to be quick. You wouldn't, yep. probably wouldn't be able to finish. Yeah, because he, he has to Sad stop. Times. He has to stop and we know this in The Incredible Hulk, he has to stop midway through. Because yeah. if for some reason there is a PG twelve PG thirteen sex scene in that movie, that doesn't last yeah. very long because of the BPM monitor. Bruce Banner, famous for being green, but have you seen the size of his blue balls? Whale, whale. <laughs> to finish off, uh, Marvel, Captain America. <sighs> I think that's Pete. I think that's that's. Do you think it's good? Generous, peak physicality, but not superhuman strength. Like you wouldn't mm. tear people apart. Yeah, uh, yeah, because he's caring. He'll be caring. You know what I mean? You're 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 not having sex. You're making love with Cap. You exactly. know what I mean? He's not just in it for a good time. He's there for the relationship. He's there for the long haul. He's gonna treat you right. Yeah, great times. Yeah. Great times ahead with him. No, no doubt in my mind. Steve Rogers. I think peak lover. I think it'll be hard to top Steve Rogers on this list, but we'll see if awesome. there's more after this. Yeah. Um, we're gonna move over to a different franchise now. We're gonna go to Star <laughs> okay. Wars. All right. Now there's three individuals that I've picked out, um, because we know obviously Anakin Skywalker. Uh, he sort of just. He did it once, had children, and then she died. So not much to go <laughs> on there. But let's talk about Luke Skywalker. Massive virgin. Uh, yeah, he'd be rubbish. He'd be terrible. Massive virgin. And I think some people <laughs> seem to think closeted homosexual <laughs> as well. That wasn't me. I was I I don't know what that was, <laughs> but like I, I saw pictures of him of like uh, costume testing. I was like, he should have been like that. Would have been massive if they were yeah, like, it's he's gay, but also it makes sense. Nobody would be like, no. Well, Mara Jade fans, but yeah, you look at him and you go, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I mean, I've I've seen memes about it, and this is not my own thinking. I've seen memes about it. Like the man was wearing Chanel boots for the entirety of Return of the Jedi. You know what I mean? That man. Yeah, he's he got was, so he much was... sass. Yes, it's too much sass sometimes. He goes from Gosh. quiet little boy, and then he finds himself, I feel like, in, in episode five. And then by episode six, he's got the boots on. He's having a good time. You know what I mean? He's, he's found yeah. that black outfit is him. You know what I mean? He's come, he's come full form. So I think a new hope, Luke, no, bad time. 
not not getting it not no massive virgin energy nothing going on there empire strikes back i feel mostly the same but i feel like in the time jump between like i said i think that's where you would the peak look you want to see him mm-hmm. possibly has a has a as a lover for a small time you know as yeah. like a, as like a, a whirlwind romance where he finds himself i almost a call me by your name situation you know where he just finds yeah. someone a little bit older than him and he's like i can show you the light and that's where he has a sexual awakening and that's when the good lover look comes in with yoda i think that's it with, with yoda <laughs> that's why they couldn't show all of his training um <laughs> that's it uh yeah and and i feel like i feel like when when luke finds out that leia is his sister and that he kissed i feel like that would have traumatized him so much <laughs> to the point of swearing off women altogether we can talk about leia as well mainly empire strikes back to return of the Jedi, i believe she is not 18 in a new hope or at least the carrie fisher isn't or something like that uh, she's quite yeah. young yeah mm-hmm. but I think even episode seven, Leia, that's a good time, no matter what. There's something about it. There's an energy, there's a sass. I feel like Leia, top, top, up there, up there. What's too demanding? Time, I feel. Possibly, possibly, possibly. Maybe not taking your feelings into account too much, but yeah. can we blame her? No. I feel like you'd love her all the more for it, you know? Possibly. Han Solo. No, no. Selfish lover. Selfish. Yeah, selfish. That's a bat. This is Batman. This is DC's Batman right there. He'll refuse. He'll say yeah. no. Heroes don't do that. Heroes don't do that. And he is exactly. a hero. And then we've got. Could he be Captain America? Possibly not. Lando Calrissian. Batman's character is lover. Yeah, he is just a lover. I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, top of the top. Maybe not as good as Cap. And he's got money. Like I said, mm-hmm. Cap's there for the long haul. But I think Lando's a one and done, but the best one and done you can get. You know? He's not there. He's not there for a marriage. He's there for a good time. But he's also not selfish, I feel. So he would be probably the best one night stand you could have. And you go on to marry Cap later in life. Yeah. There you go. That's my fictional dream <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ and finally bob the builder guys it's it's time for the weekly watch list this is a segment we do every week where we talk about films that came out last week and films that are coming out next week karen what have you been watching you little i'll talk about the shit you've not seen first jordy and then we yeah, can move do on. that do that oh, then we can move on to the stuff we've seen together should we do that um, I have seen, what have I seen? I've seen Monster Hunter, um, that film that came out six months ago in the finally. US and finally just hit UK shores. It is horrendous on every level. Oh. There is nothing going on for the first hour. Um, so what happens is Mila Djokovic's um, marine crew is going to investigate why this, her other marine to- crew disappeared. They go for a magic portal to the other world or something, the new world, I believe where oh. it's inhabited by monsters. They get chased by monsters, and there's this man in like a bird's eye nest, sort of like watching over them, watching over them all, and then all of her team get picked off one by one, and she just wanders around in the desert where this guy watches over for the first hour of the movie. And then the last half an hour, they go, hey, by the way, there's a plot um, that we'll just sort of set up now that since we're sort of like, there's a big sky tower that can take you home and the monsters are coming the monsters could come and invade your world and that's why we've got to work together to stop them by the way i'm ron perlman in a really bad wig and um yeah ron perlman's in this movie in a really horrible blonde japanese anime wig like that's the only way i can describe it um jesus the cat guy is also in it for like two minutes as well you know like i don't know if you've ever played a monster hunter game before it's like the humanoid cats they're like a main feature of that uh, so yeah, right. the plot sort of kicks in half an hour towards the end, and then it, then there's a sort of team up that you're supposed to feel like is like a really cool moment, but you don't know any of the characters well enough to sort of go, yes, I love it, because it's just dumb. It basically ends with a big old, just big old one monster fight after the other that aren't imaginative or interesting at all, and then there's a post credit scene that sets that sets up basically all the monsters sort of like trying to break through the her going back to the monster world because she does get back to the human world, 
and the monster comes through at the end and they have to stop it and they have to basically defend the portal. I mean, that's what the, the setup is. And it's just dumb. It's one of the worst movies of the year, easily. It's it's horrendous. It's not even a fun, dumb action movie. There's nothing film. to love there. Well, there's no film to spoil, Jordy. Um, <laughs> the film is about 20 minutes long in its entire... If you, if you look at the plot, the film is about 20 minutes long. Um, what else? I saw uh, In the Earth, uh, Ben Wheatley's new horror film. All right. Um, a pandemic themed horror movie um that has oh. sort of those um can you know how they have it's like midsummer kind of with the like the folky sort of historic um horror stuff that sort of makes people go mad that kind of yeah. thing that's kind of where it sits it's really well done there's not much, i don't want to say much to spoil it like i did monster hunter because i think no one gives a shit about monster hunter where i know some people might enjoy in the earth um it's really interesting. It's quite well made. I think it does lose its way about halfway through, but um, not enough to make you hate it. It's really enjoyable and quite freaky and um, really tense. And the performances are really good. I think it's quite well done. It's just a shame the last half an hour isn't too isn't as good as the first hour, but great atmosphere, great, great scares. Uh, thank you for the thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up for that. Thumbs up. One thumb up. Two thumbs up. up. All right. (laughs) One thumb up. One thumb up. Um, Fast nine though. Thank it's two thumbs up. Um, (laughs) um, I won't go too much into it because there should be a review on the uh, thirty-five minute movie channel. Me and Away talking in depth on the Fast Nine stuff. But I have to say, this is probably one of the best Fast and Furious movies. If you're not a fan by now, you won't like it. It's just easy. That's the easiest thing you can. It's the most obvious thing. Um, Dom. There's really great revelations with Dom. The probably the best written. The characters have been. The plot makes no sense at all, as they they never do. But I I feel the character moments in this are much better, and it feels more like a film, thanks to the fact Justin Lin is back in the director's chair. He did fast. Uh, he did fast five and six, I think, and they're the best fast movies easily. So it's it's great to have him back because F. Gary Gray did a really shit job with Fast Eight. So this is a return to form almost. And Vin Diesel once again is great. And like I said, Dom's character is really fleshed out, and it does a lot to recontextualize the entire series. So there you go. Go and see Fast Nine. Great action on the big screen. The best film in the cinema uh, out in the cinemas right now, I believe. I didn't even do ten years ago segment. Oh no! It was horrible. Once we do this, you can do. Hor- oh, I never, never seen that movie. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Have you seen um, anything else? Uh, pfft, no, other than Luca, which you've seen as well. So we could tie yeah. it all in together in the end. Do you want um, me to do my spiel? Yeah, what did you make of Luca? Or tell me what happens in Luca. One of the Luca, two. directed by Enrico Casarosa and written by Casarosa and Jesse Andrews, who wrote uh, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl and Mike Jones' Soul. Luca follows the titular character and his new adventurous friend Arborto travel outside the safety of their hidden underwater sea creature society to explore the dry land and a fishing town called Porto Rosso. Porto Rosso. I'm really sorry for that. Um, Studio Ghibli meets Peanuts in 3D. Is one of the notes I've written. Um, Yeah, yeah, this this film, um, before we get to the story uh, components, um, is uh, uh, Pixar, so it's going to be really well animated. But like... They they they've made the the character designs more cartoonish than than say Soul, but the environments in this film are, mm, yeah, mamma mia, that's um, a good uh, just, environment. That's a good environment. It's it's beautiful to look at. And I was listening. I went to a sort of like Q and A, sort of online Q and A thing they had, and I was listening to them where they sort of like they wanted the colors to be like. The, the sunlight to be overexposed in that and to look really sunny and then but also have the sky really really blue so they had to work yeah. with different colors and stuff and they've just done a really great job of balancing all of the, the lighting and the coloring to make this look like a really sun-drenched seaside town in italy uh, mm. but also have this massive blue sky and these gorgeous cartoonish cartooning characters it just really really works well i have to say that's probably, probably one of the best things in the movie is the the visual visually pleasing aesthetic that's for sure yeah 
Um, when talking about uh, Luca, uh, the the director Casarosa, um, basically stated that he wanted to make a film about kids being kids, which is something that Pixar rarely do. They rare they usually have like some sort of deeper sort of lesson or theme underneath. But Casarosa just wanted to make a nice a nice wee kids film, and he's done pretty pretty good. He's, yeah. yeah. It's the simplest the story, I believe. I think it's it's full of just like this really glorious, over the top childlike wonder, and just like it's a genuine fish out of water water story as well when you think about it. But it's really mm. it's really great, and just uh, really simple and really easy to follow, which is quite nice. You don't have to have any existential crisis afterwards about your life, which is always nice. Yeah, yeah. It was so simple that Jacob Tremblay was being poignant about it in in interviews, where he was like. Oh, I, I love the film because it just, it reminds me of the time before lockdown and having fun with friends. And I hope it, it reminds other people of times where they've had lots of fun with friends. It's like, Jacob, come on. How old are you? You're bringing a wee tear to my eye. And it's true. It's true. Every, no matter what, you've always had that kind of summer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You've always had that kind of experience. It's really easily yeah. relatable. Not in that, not like identical, but you've always had that kind of friend over a summer or you've always had that kind of like just sort of i don't know I, maybe i'm maybe I'm, i feel like i did relate in some respects to the just sort of the dynamic i guess it's um i i, I think everyone could there's a little bit of something for everyone in this film yeah and um, this film gets compared to studio ghibli's works a lot um and the the references or the the the, the inspiration by ghibli is very apparent uh, literally in the name Porto Rosso uh, being a reference to the Ghibli film Porco Rosso, which is a film about um, animals that can turn into humans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, films in which children children are um, and magic and yeah, it's it's very very clear how how it was influenced by Ghibli. But saying it's as good as Ghibli's best is just. No, no, it's it's not. It's not. It's it's better than Ghibli's recent. By if you look at the reviews, it's better than Ghibli's recent. That's um, not. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's really simple, and I think almost too simple. And it's, in some respects, I think it also. I don't know. It it, it it's not my favorite Pixar. That's for sure. I don't think it's. No. Anywhere, I don't know. No, but it's it's really quite good, and I think. This would have played well in cinemas, I think. I think little kids would have loved this. It's a it's mm. a little kids movie, you know, and um the adults can enjoy, but I think it's more geared towards kids, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. And I Pixar's next film is a film about a, a girl that turns into a giant red panda. Yeah. That's something. S see if you can figure out what the adult themes of that film will be. <laughs> Um, so, uh, do you, do you have anything else to? No, no, no. I was, I was just, I was, I just, it just came into my head after that. I, was, I thought it was Lightyear, and I was like, oh my fuck! Is there? No, I never realized it was, there is red, that uh, turning red or whatever is coming. Turning after. red. Yeah. Yeah, and then then it's Lightyear. So so this past week I finished binging Shit's Creek. I just oh, wanted to talk go on about Shit's Creek again. I've heard Shit's Creek. <laughs> You need to watch all it. week. You need to watch it. I I I started started it last year because it was winning all these awards, and then I got like through the first season and then stopped. And then I was like, I'll just I'll just finish it, and then I watched the second season, and then I watched the third season. And halfway through the third season, you're like, I'm really into this, and then you you just binge it all, and it's so good. And um, it, 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 there's so, yeah, it's, a, it's an underrated show by the end of the show. And it's, it doesn't drop in quality because they end on a high. So, um, yeah, they end when it's good. And, and that's, that's fantastic. How many episodes a season? Uh, there's usually about 12. That's not too to bad. Four, I was thinking it was 14. a 24 episode thing. And I was like, you were no, trying no, to tell no. me to go through go for two and a half seasons to get to the good bit where you're like fuck this is good and i don't think i could do uh, two seasons of 24 episodes to get there 
but no yeah there's literally that. yeah it's like 12 to 14 um yeah there's 80 episodes in total hmm. maybe one day maybe yeah. i'll finally finish scrubs maybe i'll finally finish what we do in the shadows maybe i'll finally finish invincible although yeah. i did finish i did i'm working my way through invincible i, I nearly finished episode six all right. I'm a madman. I only I only watch bits at a time when I'm having my lunch. Yeah. So, uh, but Shit's Creek is the story of a family learning to be a family and appreciate each other, and of these individuals who have had everything they could ever want at one point and now have nothing. Um, you ha- uh, who now have yeah who now have nothing finding themselves and learning Did you to write love this, these notes drunk as well at 2 as a.m. <laughs> for the uh, what have I fucking no it's my eyes like reading the wrong lines yeah it's a story of these individuals who have had everything they could have ever want at one point and now have nothing um finding themselves and learning to love themselves as well as for the children especially find love in others so how can you not love it I give Shit's Creek. Two thumbs up. <laughs> fists up. That's what you give it. Two, two fists up. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, but what did you give Luca? Course. I was going one thumb up for Luca. Oh, yeah. yeah Luca. Uh, Luca yeah. won't be any adult's favorite Pixar film. No. But well, it, it could be. For a bit. It may be, yeah, for, for a wee bit. Uh, and as always, every week we watched Loki. Well, we watched whatever was on Disney Plus. But this week it was Loki, episode three. This week, Loki and Sylvie find themselves on Lamentus One, an inhabited moon on the brink of apocalypse, as the planet above slowly crashes down upon them. Cameron, what did you think of this week's episode? I thought it was quite low key, in that we weren't bombarded with talk of just it just the last two episodes were great but they just felt like people talking for like 40 minutes do you know what i mean it was very right, much yeah. just everyone just going hey there's this and there's this thing and there's this thing and there's this thing and this thing this finally had some just just some quiet time i guess you know what i mean in the fact mm-hmm. that we had some action sequences that were really well done we had some comic moments that were really well done we got loki's personality shining through properly i guess Got to know Sylvie, which was quite good. I just, I, I had a really great time with this one. I think it's probably my favourite episode in the season so far. Yeah. Saying something. Just very light on the Owen Wilson, which was depressing, but got to do what you got to yeah. do. Yeah. He'll come and rescue them in the next episode. Um, so I've got some questions. I did my rewatch earlier today and I've got questions. So we found out that Sylvie, they have essentially merged the characters of Lady Loki and the Enchantress, and Sylvie is Loki. But she's different. How is she different? She was, it seems like she was still a, a child of, a, of an ice giant, but not adopted by Odin. So who was she adopted by? Hela. I'm kidding, I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't have an explanation for that. I was just the first thing that came to mind. Um, I don't know. Just, I like, someone magic someone, i don't think it's gonna yeah. be anyone important i don't i don't know the name important. yeah it, it it could possibly be because she was talking about how it was a mother it could be the the uh, another woman who has been the enchantress um, yeah that's what i was going to say was is it enchantress another the thing woman, is i feel like enchantress too while watching it again i realized that they can't really because of suicide squad I feel like they want to stay away from the name Enchantress. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're still like saying like, oh, that she enchanted everyone and she that's how she controls them. And that's what she's calling it. But yeah, it's cool that they've sort of simplified the idea of Lady Loki and, and Sylvie and, and merge them together. And it's cool. And she's a good character so far. Um, who are the TVA? We found out that um, the the girl that um, Sylvie had 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 enchanted to tell her where the timekeepers were is wasn't created by the timekeepers as 
as uh, Loki had thought everyone who worked for the TVA was. Um, we found out she had a previous life, and possibly so does Mobius. That'd be why he'd like jet skis. Mobius was Love a jet his old memories coming through. Maybe he was a jet ski. He was a or jet maybe ski. in his previous life, he really wanted a jet ski. And that was what was training. His love of memory was seeping in. And we'll yeah. get him becoming him at the end of the season and going back maybe to his normal life or on a jet ski, sipping a margarita, having a great do you time. Think, do you think we'll, he'll be someone? Do you think he'll have a name that's like a reference? Do you think he'll be Donald Blake? Jane Foster's ex. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be funny. It'd be, it would be funny if that ended up setting up, um, obviously, whatever it's called, like um, Love four. and Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. 4-4. Four, four. Um, four, four. <laughs> yeah. It'd be funny if that, because they did say that this movie had a lot of this set up more than we thought. Like this is this is like one of the ones that's going to be one of the most influential. Mm-hmm. Clearly, because I don't think they're going to res- resolve the whole multiverse situation that's been created by Sylvie. Oh no, yeah. So, Absolutely I think not. we'll be left in a multiverse of madness. You could say. Oh, <laughs> right, you are, Cameron. Um, <laughs> are the timekeepers even real? Is this a whole Wizard of Oz situation? Is it uh, 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 the blinder leading the blind and they just don't exist, but people still think they do exist and they just haven't come out of their rooms in a while? It's Mephisto. That's what it is, Jordi. It's Mephisto. It's always Mephisto. It always comes back around to Mephisto. No, I don't think it's an odd situation. I think they're going to be not as powerful as they think, as everyone seems to think they are, but I don't, I think they will exist and have some kind of power. But I don't think they'll be like the all-knowing gods that they seem to think make everyone think they are. I mm. guess I've seen I've seen a theory where um, people believe that it could be an adaptation of uh, a moment in comics, which I do not know where it is from. But it is a scene in which Kang, the Conqueror, who we know will be played by Jonathan Majors in Iron and Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, basically. He's had so many aliases over, t- uh, uh, over time. So when he was young, Nathaniel Richards came to present-day Earth and was Iron Lad. Um, when he took over uh, a city, he became um, a mortis. So people think, could we see that scene in which we have a mortis Kang Iron Lad? Or will they just be three space lizards who can space control times? Space lizards. Or it seems space like they won't. They they probably won't have like godlike powers. They probably will just be three individuals who discovered time travel, and that's how they were able to begin the whole authorizing yeah. time, essentially. Um, what powers does Loki actually have in this episode? We keep seeing him, and in previous episodes, he's got telekinesis all of a sudden. He's got the force. Yeah, because in in, uh, the second episode, when they're fighting in the the rocks mart, he force pulls like a frying pan or something towards him. And then at the end of this episode, he like fixes a building that's falling on top of him and sort of reverses time and tenets everything. Magic, isn't it? Yeah, but like... I thought he could mind control folk, and then I realised it was the bloody staff that was doing all the mind control in the last time, and I thought mm. like that's that was just something that hadn't made sense in my head, because in I think, I blame the Avengers game, because I thought he could control minds just being him, but then I realised it was the fact he had bloody Tesseract, not Tesseract, the Mindstone staff. That's yeah. probably why he could do that. Uh, I think he can do a little bit of... I thought he could teleport. That's what I thought, how they were going to escape. I thought he could teleport, but but obviously not. Um, no. So must, I think that him, must have been... I think previously when he's teleporting, it's been him casting like a, a what's it, like a clone of himself. And yeah. then while he's invisible, sort of just 
sneakily moving around. <laughs> Run away. Like, get back, get behind <laughs> this pillar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it's still, it's, it's not very definitive what he can do. Um, he can also make fireworks appear from his, his hand. And, and Sylvie's enchantment spells do not work on him. Because of the same person. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. Or yeah. he's just a really strong mind. He yeah, likes, he, he likes to put it. He is a god. And how will Loki and Sylvie escape their doom? You said it. Owen Wilson's going to show up. My big portal Probably, and take yeah. him away. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's it. That's it. I think that's they're the most probably, obvious explanation. Yeah, they're going to be sitting down, all hope is lost, and then voop, here come the TVA. And then that's how they sort of get captured. And then they got taken to the TVA. And then who knows where we'll go on from there? That's what I can't see where we're going. Like, I can't see what what the next three episodes are in my head. Like, that's what yeah. is kind of exciting about this is the fact I don't know what's next. And I, and I don't think... know if it's a bad thing. Sorry. But... No, I just don't know if it's a bad thing because I feel like we're we're not... I don't think there's enough set up other than what's the, who are the timekeepers and like where's the what's the conclusion the conclusion you'd like to see at this point mm. in the story I guess we're halfway through and we don't know other than Loki like other than the, the timeline's a mess are we going to clean that up now like is that what the next three episodes are what's yeah but yeah you were saying uh, episode four and five are supposedly Tom Hiddleston's favorite film uh, episodes they're his favorite film. They're his favorite films. So, uh, yeah, that should be interesting. We're probably going to see, because we've still got to see Vote Loki President or whatever that thing was called when he's with the Barbarians. We've also got to yep. see him King of Asgard. That's going to be interesting to see. So I can, I guess I can see them being captured by the TVA and then Loki escapes, but Sylvie doesn't. And then it becomes about Loki trying to basically become a god. Sylvie. Yeah, become called God King in our timeline or something. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows where this path will take us? I could go anywhere. And that's the most yeah. exciting thing about that. That's yeah, that's the fun of it. Um yeah, that's that's the end of my questions. Um, do you have any questions? I don't, other than the whole, like, where the fuck are we going now? But we've sort of yeah. touched on that. So uh, Next Wednesday for June 30th, uh, America, the motion picture comes out on Netflix. It is an animated TV show made by the people who made Metal Apocalypse on Adult Swim. Um, it is led by Channing Tatum as George Washington. And it's basically an over-the-top retelling of the of American independence. Um, on July 2nd, we have a bunch of releases. We have another round starring Mads Mikkelsen um, releasing in cinemas. It's about um, a group of friends who are teachers and they decide to partake in an experiment um, which the hypothesis is that inebriation creates confidence and heightens uh, charisma and and skill and 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 you get better results if you are more more confident um it's a very good film i enjoyed it and it has a great ending i have yet to see it despite the fact i've had every opportunity under the sun to watch it so i'll wait That's towards sure. cinema i think yeah also coming out on july 2nd we have freaky finally coming out it was originally supposed to come out last december yeah, something like that. And I, I think it was even film. before it, I think. I think it was October, then it got pushed to December in the US, and then right. loads of stuff happened. And obviously, we went back into lockdown, so it never got to come out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Waiting on that one a while. Yeah, made by the same people who made uh, Happy Death Day. Freaky is uh, about, um, what's her name? Catherine Newton? Yes. Is it it's Newton? Vince Vaughn and her switch bodies. I don't think it yeah. is Newton. Um, uh, 
it's a play on Freaky Friday, essentially, in which a high school girl switches bodies with a murderer. Yeah. Played by Vince Vaughn. So, so Vince like Vaughn acts like a, a high school teenager. Um, also coming out on Netflix, we got uh, Fear Street Part 1, 1994. Um, this is uh, the first part, obviously, of an adaptation of um, R.L. Stein's Fear Street books. And it seems like, I think there's three parts, and each part takes place in a different era, but they're all connected somehow. Hmm. It's all very Stranger Things. Um, and then on July 2nd, also, finally, we have Voyagers, which is a film about space sex. As it should be. I think, very yeah, fitting way about, to end the episode. Yeah, like colonize. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's about like a, a space colony and then all the teenagers are like, let's take over not, or go wild yeah. or something like that. Let's not do what the, let's not do what the idol says. And that's kind of yeah. the premise of the movie. But what Good have you movies seen? coming out. Yeah, have you seen any films at the cinema recently? Have you seen any films on Netflix or Amazon Prime or Disney Plus or anywhere? You can tell us by messaging us online or commenting down below. You can reach me at, on Twitter, at RealGeordieSteel. You can also reach the show at Four Eyes Giant or at Ohio Films. Cameron, where can they reach you? Um... At Cancel OG on Twitter, uh, w, I don't know. I keep going for. I did this on the Fast Nine reviews. I went for www.ohifilms.com, but you don't need to do that. You just need to type in ohifilms.com. I don't know why I wanted to do www. Yeah. Makes me feel like I'm in the nineties. At Cancel OG and ohifilms.com is where you can find uh, all the podcasts we do and reviews and things like that. It's great, great time over there. Uh, I do another podcast called Thirty Five Minute Movies with a Waste Earth fan. We talk all things Vin Diesel on there. We're uh, we've just posted a fast nine review um which i'm going to edit after this actually because i've not finished it yet um and that's it the podcast is nearly over like the series is nearly over we're nearly finished we've basically just need to do our proper rankings now and that's us done we're finished and wow. it's crazy but it's, go and listen to that the link is in the description down below once again that's at four eyes giant at ohi films at real geordie steel real as in film real get it <laughs> at camzo og because he's the original camzo I guess you could also listen to his voice on or watch his face on the um, 35 minute movies. And you can find our website at HTTPS colon <laughs> forward slash forward slash www.ohifilms.com. Thank you Love very it. much for, for watching. Please subscribe, like, and share with your friends and have a lovely, lovely week. Ta-ra. Bye.